from different places We all have different names No matter what life brings us Jesus is the same We're just your Methodist To the madness Methodist To the madness Hi, I'm Beth I'm Tim I'm Jessica And we're just your everyday Methodist, Methodist To the madness, madness. Well, Tim, it's been a week. How was this past week for you? I'd love to hear all about it. Interesting. So uh, at some point towards the latter half of the week, I figured out, um, well, actually, I kind of just re-implemented what I had said in the last episode about um, kind of taking joy into efforts and so forth. And I just kind of put the the two words together. it's important to have joyful effort uh, regarding everything that you do. Like any, any time that you have to put effort into something um, it's just really valuable to uh, experience enjoyment um, regarding it. And that's just been really therapeutic for me uh, for several work days um, last week. Um, I just kind of had like more of a carefree attitude, but also was totally comfortable with uh, putting a little bit more energy into things. And, I think it's really important because uh, there's a tendency regarding doing work where people are like, oh, I have to do work. Oh, my gosh. Uh, But then, like, if you have the the idea of joyful effort, it's kind of like the opposite, where it's like, okay, this is like a challenge for myself to, like, um, improve my life or improve my job or something. And it actually kind of reminds me of playing like a role playing game or something where you're you're uh, getting to the the next level uh, because you're uh, completing this challenge or you're completing this goal and and so forth. So um, I thought thought it was very interesting. Um, but there, yeah, actually, um, there's something else. And uh, last week, my coworker um, showed me something that I didn't expect at all. Uh, he he came up to me and he showed me uh, what they call a fidget toy. I'm like, what? A fidget toy? And he, it had like a joystick on it and it had like all these little buttons and switches. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Um, and so it inspired me. I'm like, maybe maybe I'm going to go ahead and buy one for myself. And I did some reading and stuff and, and fidget toys help with like attention problems and they help with like stress and anxiety and, and things like that. Um, and so I happened to discover that about them and also discovered another type of fidget toy called infinity cubes. Um, so you have the fidget cube and the infinity cube and infinity cubes are really fascinating because uh, it's kind of like a mini Rubik's cube, um, but it's more simple. Um, so you basically like pick up the muscle memory really quickly um, and it becomes more of like a meditative kind of exercise that you do with your hands. And so um, I I found like a lot of peace, like having one of these. And I also bought one of those uh, regular fidget cubes with like the, the joystick and like little buttons and stuff. And like when I have moments in which I'm like waiting or like I have um, like an opportunity to pull out my phone or something, instead I could just use one of those uh, fidget cubes or, or the infinity cube. And um, I've been noticing benefits. Like I've just, I think I've been a li- like less stressed out and everything. And uh, yeah, so uh, for, for any of you in the audience that think that something like that could help, uh, I definitely recommend it. It's, uh, 
It's very cool. And uh, today I actually kind of had an off day. Um, I, for whatever reason, I was just kind of bummed out and wasn't really thinking all that clearly. Um, but I think I managed to psych myself out of it by um, remembering that I can pray to God and reach out to God and remember that the the Holy Spirit is with me. And um, that definitely helped one, once I remembered that. So, uh, so yeah, it's always it's always so important to me to keep practicing my faith and and keep uh, being a spiritual person. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that's that's my my update. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Fidget toys. I think I've tried those like pop it things or whatever. Uh And they just really are frustrating for me. I got a pop it keychain from Hobby Lobby just because I was waiting in line for a really long time and I was playing with it in line. And I was (laughs) like, this is the best thing ever. And it was, and it's a keychain. Do I know what happened to it? Do I know where it is now? Absolutely not. I don't. (laughs) But we'll turn up unless the dogs already ate it, which is also a possibility. Um, I have a fidget, not I use, well, I don't know where my fidget cube is, but I have an infinity cube in my car because sometimes um, you just don't want to drive. Well, it's it's really dumb because when I'm driving, I don't want to be driving. And like when it's like, yeah have adhd you want to be doing 25 different things at once to kind of like scratch your brain itch but when you're driving you have to just be driving so sometimes (laughs) like at stoplights or whatever when it's boring i'll get out my little fidget cube and like blow you know yeah yeah i could just imagine you know that that little control stick on on the fidget cube it's the infinity cube not the fidget oh oh okay yeah no that the the infinity cube you could do like a couple of uh uh motions with the cube um while you're at the stoplight like when sometimes we sit there for like three or four minutes like you could seriously like have a full-on gaming session with that infinity cube during those three or four minutes yeah that's why i installed a retractable chessboard on my uh you did no But I do think that would be pretty cool is if there was like a miniature, like retractable, like chessboard or like a checkers board that you can just out of instead of a CD player, because nobody listens to CDs, they just plug their phones in or whatever. Yeah, just have a anyway, something for uh, any inventors that are listening. uh, (laughs) Uh, Jessica, for the record, I have a magnetic chessboard. So if um uh, you need a chessboard donation uh, that you want to put onto uh, your car uh, and have like an awesome chessboard experience in your car, then um, I think that would that would be the opportunity. Perfect. <laughs> I just wonder what people would do is if they looked over at like a stoplight and saw somebody like playing chess by themselves, like <laughs> just moving the pieces. They're like, wait, what is this part? Like, anyway, something Actually, to think about. Actually, that's interesting that you mentioned about the retractable chessboard uh, idea, because um, I did mention, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, that uh, I was going to get into chess, and I actually did sort of get into chess. I want to be more habitual with it, but um, something that I really find enjoyable is to play blitz chess. So on chess.com, you could play uh, chess in which you have five minutes to make all your moves for the entire match. 
And um, you end up moving really fast and then you're like making mistakes potentially or the other person's making mistakes. And it's it's, it's kind of uh, it's almost like you're doing like a chess race or something. So if you want to yeah, make chess sounds- more exciting, you can you can do chess uh, blitz. It's like five minute chess. Super cool. Awesome. <laughs> Beth, how was this past week for you? Um, I don't remember a lot of it because. I don't. It just all went into one day. It went into one day. Yesterday we had our our messy church that I've been prepping for the past couple weeks. And and usually when I have these big events, I I forget to enjoy myself because uh-huh. I'm too busy like getting all this stuff ready. And there was like a little bit of that this time, like, oh, I got to get this stuff. There's so much to do. I got to do the thing. And um, I took out the, I don't know, it was, I remembered to like take little moments of enjoyment while I was there. And um, it it just always, it, I know that as the person who is is running this stuff, it is my job to you know, run around like a chicken with my head cut off, making every, making sure everything is being done. But at the same time, I feel bad because I feel like I need to be helping at every single station or cooking every single thing instead of overseeing and making sure that other people are doing it. And, um, I got a li- off to like a little bit of like a frazzled start getting ready for it because, Jeannie had asked if I wanted to have the kids help decorate the Christmas tree at Sunday school. And I was like, yeah, sure. So yesterday I went through like a bunch of bins that had a bunch of stuff in it. And, and, um, the kids were like, they were having fun, but there were like little issues that would come up. Like, um, if they didn't, if the hooks fell off of them, they wanted to put a new hook on there. But then this other kid who's younger than him kept taking the ones in his pile that didn't have them. And anyway, it was a whole thing. And then Sunday school was over. And then I was left with all of these big bins of stuff that I didn't know what to do with. And I felt like it was my responsibility to decorate the whole church because I had opened up all of these literal Pandora's boxes. Okay. They're not literal Pandora's boxes, but, um, (laughs) and so then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with these. And then I had to leave to go to the store. And so I just texted Miriam, like, I'm not going to be there. Uh, I might be a little, late after you get there so the first thing you can do is figure out what to do with all this christmas stuff and she just put it packed it up and put it in the fireside room like temporarily and i didn't even know that was an option like if i knew (laughs) pack it up and not look at it anymore that's what i would have done but because i opened all the boxes i was like well now this is my job that i've taken on and now i feel like i have a little bit of an understanding as to why i am the way that i am because if I just open up a box, then I feel like I have to do the whole thing when I don't really. Well, I'm glad you said you put it in the fireside room instead of the fireplace. That was like <laughs> a little nervous on where you're going with that, Beth. Yeah, I don't know. But I feel like, every, yeah, but Messy Church was good. And I feel like everybody had a fun time. 
and um and what was that, your favorite soup uh i really liked the cheeseburger soup that lisa made that yeah. one was good we almost lost the french onion soup that i made the day before i was um driving down the freeway listening to conan o'brien needs a friend laughing along because they're funny and then a car stopped short in front of me so i had to put my brakes on a little bit and everything that was in my passenger seat including my soup flew off the seat and onto the floor and i was like no so i went into the chevron parking lot on m and 10th street west just to make sure my soup was still okay. And somehow it was, the lid stayed on. And then I picked it up and put a seatbelt on the soup to keep it safe. Yes. That's and, the way you secure it. Yep. <laughs> you gotta, I should have thought safety first from the beginning, but I thought safety second and my soup almost died. So, <laughs> Yeah. You know what? I do that too, where I put a whole bunch of stuff on my passenger seat. So maybe I should put the seatbelt. You know, I have my backpack. Uh, I, instead of putting it on the floor, um, or uh, yeah. well, because there's like you know that the passenger seat floor is like a really big floor usually. Like the backpack doesn't fit the entire floor unless you put the the backpack flat. So uh, I happen to break uh, when I was driving. And I happened to have my backpack open when that happened. Well, my backpack fell down. A whole bunch of stuff fell out of my backpack. So, uh, you know what? Just put everything on the passenger seat and put the seat belt. I like yes. that. <laughs> yep. That's what you got to do. So, my whole week was just messy church yesterday, I guess. Um, but I have been in, I did go to quilting and I've been, and speaking of quilting, I gave Lucy her quilt and she really loved it. And awesome. um, that's wonderful. Thankful for it. And um, and I've just been spending my time making mugs and ornaments. And I just made Methodist to the Madness keychains. And that's my week, just what happened yesterday and today and Saturday. And Friday. And Friday. Thursday. And Wednesday. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> Don't forget Tuesday. How was your week, Jessica? Uh, so one really cool thing uh, that we did was last Friday, we had so much fun. We went out um, and got like, we split uh, an appetizer or something over at Raven's Nest. Uh, well, reverse. <laughs> we had Pastor Jim come over for a game afternoon. He came over at like two something, 245-ish, I think. Um, and we played, um, we played a game, a board game. And I felt like this was the second time that we had played this game together uh, with Amber, myself, and, and Pastor Jim. And, uh, I did not win, but that's okay. But I feel like I played better. Uh, but then after that, he had to hurry up and go to his very first practice for Dr. Susicle. and Amber and I got ready and we went to get appetizers over at Raven's Nest because we went to AV college for their 8 PM showing. Uh, it was their 
Christmas jazz performance with Dathan and Dathan played the trumpet. Oh, and it was so awesome. Number one, eight o'clock PM for us is like midnight. So we were like (laughs) really just trying to focus, but it was so fun to listen to the jazz music and um, really awesome to, to hear Dathan play the trumpet and him to kind of showcase his skills there were a lot of other families and people from uh, the church as well. I remember Cece was there, Kirsten. We saw, uh, I was going to say Aunt Jeannie, but well, I guess she wouldn't mind if I said Aunt Jeannie, but because I do have an Aunt Jeannie and that's why. <laughs> Are they the same person? Yeah, I was wondering. Now, now uh, you might have to clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and so it was, you know, it was a lot of fun to see um, everybody there. Uh, and the coolest part was when Dathan had like a little solo moment with his trumpet and he played when the Saints go marching in, which was kind of awesome because, well, Amber's from Louisiana and that's what you play if you're down in New Orleans. So it was pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, this this past week was pretty good. Um and, uh, you know, hoping this, this next week has some fun surprises in store. Who knows? Yeah. I feel like December is incredibly busy for us. Mm-hmm. I feel like every Saturday we have booked. Almost every Sunday we have booked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun because we get to enjoy uh, everybody and, and kind of celebrate the holiday spirit. So, yeah. But, Speaking of holiday spirit, though, uh, a lot of holiday things going on at the church. Uh, One of them that I we already got a nice little gift for uh, the women's Christmas party. Uh, We already purchased a gift. Um, Very excited about it. Um, There's a lot of really cool things that are going on. At the church, just had our Advent messy church party. It was confirmed to be from four to six p.m. So for those that thought it was at four, five, six, seven p.m., sorry for any confusion. December ninth, the In Betweeners Christmas party. Uh, that's at six p.m. And then uh, for those who are curious about our upcoming uh, memorial services, just know that Claire Egan's memorial service is on December 12th. Um, that's at 1 p.m. And then Neil's is on December 16th at 11 a.m. Uh, really exciting thing, though, on December 14th, the senior Christmas luncheon is at 1130 in the social hall, followed by December 17th, as I said last week, a lot of people in Southern California are raving about this Christmas party. The women's Christmas party from 4.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Pastor Jim in Jody White's home. So this is going to be exciting. It's going to be a rager because yes. it will be filled with rage. Oh, That's right. and oh yeah. And as I mentioned, Beth will be leading in a, um, what is it? A holy mosh pit? Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yes. Uh, on December 24th, uh, Christmas Eve worship is at 6 and 7.30 p.m. So then the family interactive worship in the social hall will be at 6 p.m. We're is probably that- going to learn more about that in this coming service is my my thought process. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. There's also um, a 9 a.m. service since... 
Christmas Eve is on a Sunday this year, and it'll be like an interactive Christmas pageant thing. Wow. There will be no 11 o'clock service. It makes me wonder what the 9 a.m. is going to be like on that Sunday, because I'm supposed to sing worship at 9 o'clock that Sunday. But everyone's going to go to the evening services, is my assumption. You know what I mean? Maybe what everyone will still come to the 9 o'clock, and then mm-hmm. they'll go to the, the evening one, too. I think there will still be people there, because they still have their Sunday routines and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. And then they're just going to stay there until 6 p.m. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there because I work there. Yeah. So. Uh, that's actually um, maybe the after party to the uh, the women's uh, Christmas party. Um, so we get that uh, energy going that entire time. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, as always, Wednesdays, Kids Club with Beth at 530. And then our Food for Thought journey uh, in the season of Advent. That's going to be uh, thereafter. So please don't miss it. There's so many amazing things happening. If you're not sure uh, where to go this holiday season, well, guess what? You're always welcome to hang out with us. Jessica's house. At my house. Speaking (laughs) of my house, Beth, why don't we head into Beth's ministry moment? Great. Well, we have a very special guest today um, who will not be promoting a ministry She will be promoting herself, and she lives in Jessica's house. It's Jessica's cat, Freddie. I'm assuming your cat, Freddie, is a girl, right? Freddie is a boy. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, Actually, our guest is is Jessica's wife, Amber. Welcome, Amber. Hi! Oh, sorry. The dogs got real excited when I said that. (laughs) How did you start coming to this church, Amber? I assume you just decided to come with Jessica, but I want to know if if your stories line up. So, yes, you're right. I basically just came with her. She took me kicking and screaming into the church. Really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Um, you know, it's a very interesting story because I grew up very religious. Um, my grandmother was Pentecostal and she was uh um so she was very religious and we were not allowed to celebrate Halloween. We also grew up Pentecostal, so long hair, we didn't cut our hair, we didn't wear makeup, we wore dresses and skirts and all of that. Um, and then as I got older. Um, I moved more into assembly of God and in that, while I was with the assembly, it was like my senior year of high school. And I started to realize that I was different and, um, I realized that, you know, I was gay and they were constantly, you know, it was kind of like a fire and brimstone type preaching. And, um, so anyways, I didn't feel comfortable being there anymore. And I kind of just. I mean, I hate to say kind of took a break from God, but I feel like I took a break from God because I was trying to figure out who am I? Like, where am I supposed to be? What is this? Does he love me? Does he not? Mm -hmm. And um, anyways, so that went on for a while. 
a very long time. I actually went years without going to church, but then I did get back into my own relationship with God and I was just doing devotions and reading my Bible and, you know, listening to worship music and that sort of thing just on my own. Um, and that is one way that that's one way that Jessica and I really bonded was over our love of God. Um, so then when I moved out here, we tried a couple churches, but then we quickly realized they did not accept us either. So uh, then when we moved out to Llano Valley, we found um, uh, we found Palmdale United Methodist and we started watching online. And I will say it did take a lot of courage for me to go because I just was kind of at a point where um I couldn't handle rejection anymore. And so for me, I just, you know, I told Jessica, I said, the first inkling of rejection that I feel like I'm not going to be able to stay there. And, you know, she was very understanding. And we actually emailed <laughs> Pastor Jim and wow. uh, he responded um, and was very just open and you know, I just remember going the first time and I was like, this is a smaller church. It's not what I'm used to. I'm used to like the mega churches. And so it was different for me at first, but I loved how Pastor Jim just like really tied in history with his sermons. And it was not a fire and brimstone type preaching, which was totally different for me. And I felt like I walked away learning so much. And I also felt so accepted and everybody was just so warm and inviting. And Pastor Jim and Pastor John both introduced themselves to us immediately. And it was just, I mean, I instantly felt like I'm at home. And so that's kind of, that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> wow, that, that's amazing, Amber. And that's, that's awesome. That's that's so cool, and and I can relate to that story a lot because I I basically uh, found myself as an unbeliever, ba basically proclaimed myself an atheist at one point, and I uh, I kind of had to find God again. Um, and it's interesting that we uh, you you brought up this uh, testimony because it, it kind of really falls into like the the like the sermon that we had, but, um, to, to finish what I was saying there, like, um, it really took a lot, like a lot of time and, um, patience and like opening my mind to God again. And like, um, when I started listening to the Bible, like on my way to work and stuff, um, and really just like developing my own relationship with God first, um, then it made it a lot, um, more comfortable and and I felt a lot more uh, safe and accepting of like going to a church and um, really being open to the message. So, so yeah, I, I totally, and, and that's just really um, great that um, it's been such a valuable experience for you and Jessica. And, and that's um, really awesome that like you're able to find that, like, especially considering like your past church experiences. I'm so excited that you guys were able to find a place that feels like home. Cause that's what I always say about the Palmdale United Methodist church. It feels like home to me also. And I'm glad you found your way. I always love to hear how, how people 
um, not just their testimonies, but how they ended up at, you know, (laughs) that they're at. And um, I'm just so glad. I'm just so thankful that you two were able to um, find a home at Palmdale United Methodist Church. Yeah. And and I think one thing for us is we were, you know, we prayed that we would be able to find a group of people that would accept us and that we could hang out with and we could call friends and we could be open and vulnerable with, and, you know, there was no judgment there. And I, I genuinely feel like God really directed us towards this church um, because it, I feel like we have found that, you know, I feel like there's been so many people that we've been able to be open and vulnerable with, and there's absolutely no judgment. I mean, it's like, I, I do feel like our church just meets us, meets you where you're at. And I think that's just amazing. Um, and I've never, I've, I've never had that before until, you know, Palmdale United Methodist. And I just, I'm so, I'm so thankful and so blessed that I went kicking and screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, speaking, Speaking of hanging out with people. And um, being able to be vulnerable, I remember, uh, do you remember in the summer when we uh, met at Lucky Luke's, you, Amber, and me, and Jessica, and I had a really bad day that day, and I it was when I was planning VBS, and like my friends were helping me, and I ended up my friend accidentally um, locked us out of my office and my keys were in there and my phone was in there and I think it was a Friday so there wasn't anybody in the office that could let me into my own office I locked myself out of my office so many times it's not even funny Um, so sometimes my friends help me and it was just it was just such a weird day I tried we drove to my friends drove me to Miriam's house and and she wasn't home so she couldn't let me in and then I I got back into uh, my friend's car and she just started looking at me and I was like what and she was like seatbelt and I was like I'm a grown adult you don't need to tell me to put my seatbelt on and she just was like seatbelt and I had like a huge meltdown and like yelled at my friends who were helping me all day. And, and then they, and I got out of the car and walked home or walked back to the office. Cause Miriam was really close to the office and um, they like drove back to the office and were waiting for me, even though I just yelled at them shopping cart along the way. And I had a whole bunch of stuff that I was carrying and I'm just like walking down 11th street West with my shopping cart and stuff in it. And I was like, this is not the look of a person whose life is going well right now. And (laughs) all of this to say, I called my husband and told her, no, he came to get, we were able to get a hold of him. So he came with my spare key. And, um, and I was like, I just yelled at my friends. They hate me and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was telling him I was going to go, um, to Lucky Luke's with you guys. And he was like, well, you probably shouldn't go um, to Lucky Luke's with Jessica and Amber. And I was like, I probably need to more than ever though. And yeah, 
I told myself, I'm not going to tell Jessica and Amber what happened because they'll think I'm a crazy person. So instead, I just immediately told them as soon as I sat down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I did not think I was a crazy Uh person. (laughs) (laughs) And now I've told all 10 people who listened to this podcast about my meltdown. So it's... Wow. <laughs> it just occurred to me at this point. <laughs> I was just, but, I was just so caught up in what we were talking about that. I but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because that's, that's awesome. That's my story. And as much as I hate being vulnerable, I find that when you are vulnerable, that's truly when you make your deepest connections. And mm-hmm. so, thank you. Thank you, Amber and Jessica, for being there and letting me be vulnerable with you guys. You know what? Always, Beth. Always. Thank you. I was going to ask uh, Amber uh, one question that I know everybody's been curious about. You know, life with me on the daily I know people are probably curious, like, what is it like being married to the coolest person in the world? You know, I'll ask her again, I'll get back to you. (laughs) (laughs) You you want me to answer this for real? (laughs) Yeah, yes, please, please, uh, please elaborate. We've got plenty of time. Well, I'm just trying to figure out, I'm a very honest person. So do you want the truth or do you want it sugarcoated? I don't know. Beth, Tim, what do you want to hear? Uh, it sounds delicious. I, I'm good with e- either one, you know, it's like. Oh. Uh, the- <laughs> but we're also talking vulnerability right now. So I want, right. I want the real, real truth. Yes. Okay. If you're willing to uh, provide it. Because I'm uh-huh. willing to bet it's not everything it's cracked up to be. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It is never boring. Let me just say that. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, I find myself actually lately I've been struggling with, okay, I'm about to toot your horn, but don't let it get to your head. Okay. (laughs) But lately I've really been struggling with how no matter what Jessica starts, whether she's done it before, she's never done it in her entire life. She is great at everything. It doesn't matter what it is. And for me, I'm such a perfectionist that if I'm not good at something the first time, I am, I'm done. I'm not going to keep trying because I'm not going to be a failure and I'm just not going to look like a fool. And so for me, I've been struggling. I'm like, you have your purpose, Jessica. You know who you are. You're good at everything. No matter what you touch, it turns to gold. And for me, I'm struggling with just who kind of who I am in general right now. And, you know, for me, I feel like my only title is teacher. And I'm kind of at a place where I don't like want to be that anymore. And so sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's hard to be like, hey, let's play this game together. And she's great at it. And I'm like, geez, uh. I was hoping just one time I'd be good at it. (laughs) No, but she does keep things really interesting. You know, I think right now we're just having a lot of 
hard times with like trying to figure out how to communicate effectively with um, her lack of focus that she kind of has right now. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing that we're struggling with. But um, we're just trying to figure out how to navigate. I think now with the recent diagnosis, I'm just trying to think in my brain, like, don't take it personally that she's distracted while you're talking to her. Just remember that that's just how her brain operates. That's how her brain works. And so I'm, you know, actively trying to remind myself of that. And my therapist reminds me of that when we talk about it. So, <laughs> um, you know, I just tend to take things really personally um, sometimes. Yeah, I do too, actually. Yeah. If you lived in my house, Amber, um, there are four humans that live here um, and four dogs and three cats and a tarantula. But everything, yeah, his name's Kevin or her. I don't, we still don't know if it's a boy or a girl. But anyway, um, every human in this house is like neurodivergent in some way. So <laughs> some ways yeah. are similar, we're similar to each other and other ways are very different. And um, with Owen, like sometimes we're arguing about the, the same, we're having the same argument with each other, but, but just from our perspectives and um, it's, it's, it's hard even, it's hard even when um, we have the same diagnosis. It's <laughs> right. Because the neurodivergence kind of like what one is going this way and then the other one is kind of going the right way, but it's like diagonal and <laughs> it's just it's just a different hard, I guess. Like no right. um Amber and Jessica were previously in separate rooms but now they're together in the same room. Hi Amber and Jessica. I just I just wanted to make sure that when I tooted my own horn, she could hear it. Toot, toot. <laughs> it definitely sounds like it now. Very nice. Right. It's wonderful. <laughs> anyway, should we talk about a sermon? But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah, that's perfect. You've got the toot, tooting the horns, and now we can talk about the sermon. Speaking I think that of sounds great. Tooting horns. Have we got a sermon that sure does toot its own horn? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure like wh where the connection is there, but I'm certainly going with that. Um, well, when it's when it's dark out, all you can hear are trains. That's horns. right. That's right. Perfect. I don't know. That's the only connection I could really. No, really? yeah, like seriously, like if you're standing out in the middle of nowhere and uh, you you hear the tooting of a horn from a train, then uh, that actually kind of reminds me of the uh, the story that uh, Pastor Jim uh, mentioned about uh, the person who needed to take care of something in uh, the absolute darkness, um, mm -hmm. and then he would have to have courage to do so. Um, so yeah, you know, you you hear a train in the distance, and it's absolutely dark. Um, it has a different impact than uh, than when it's uh, light out. It's a bunch of tohu wabu. That's what. Uh, yeah. Wabu, <laughs> wabu, wabu. Yeah. 
Tohu wa I was yeah, going to remember the word, but then I didn't. I'm but, so glad you mentioned that, Jessica. Um, tohu wobahu. So to, to, tohu wabohu. Yeah. Tohu wabohu. There we go. There we go. Harmless I actually wrote it down. Yes, of nothingness. That's what that means. So, yeah, this past Sunday, uh, Pastor... Jim dove into the Advent series, our December series, uh, The Dark of Creation, and he specifically went into God's holy darkness, uh, uh, or God's holy darkness, the dark of creation is what he dove into. So Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, uh, that's probably the most infamous uh, verse that anybody thinks of when they uh, start the Bible, because, well, what do you know? It's the beginning of the Bible, Genesis 1. Uh, yeah, famous. So, <laughs> whatever. I thought you were going to say Infamous it's the beginning of. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I was just trying to throw in some tohu wabohu, so it's fine. So yeah, this past Sunday we were we dove into the dark of creation in Genesis chapter one, verses one through five. There's a book. That was referenced in there by Barbara Brown Taylor, Learning to Walk in the Dark, Lunar Spirituality. And I'm curious what your guys' takeaways were of this uh, and what your connection to darkness is like. I'm very curious about that. Uh, I have something. And I, the first thing is I absolutely love this sermon. And uh, I totally connected with it. Um, and I think this was kind of like the, uh, the pivotal point for my faith. Uh, kind of crossing from um, solar uh, spirituality to lunar spirituality, uh, kind of unknowingly, because uh, for me to reject my faith in the past, um, I basically uh, rejected solar spirituality. Consequently, like uh, I like I had questions that that caused me to um, uh, just underwhelm my faith until it was uh, completely underwhelming and. Um, I couldn't surface from that for a very long time um, until I came to the conclusion that I could have faith while still um, wrestle with the darkness, like the questions, the doubts and things like that. I, I, I at this point believe in my life that faith and doubts are, are not incompatible. Um, I think that they're not opposed to each other. Um, so like you can have doubts, but still have uh, the the utmost faith. Faith, and uh, that just I think is the enduring and otherwise uh, strong faith that a person can have a, a faith that is okay with doubts. Um, and so I I, I I think I'm just fortunate that uh, I'm at this position. But um, I definitely can say that like all the the sermons that Pastor Jim and Pastor John like give out and just like. Um, how the, you have the, the Wesleyan quadrilateral, quadrilateral that we mention every so often in this podcast. Um, it's like all of that, it, it, it's just really built my faith. And um, I, I think I, I, I actually can confidently say that I, I have a lunar spirituality. And I certainly would not be accepted by certain Christian groups if I was to say uh, all these things uh, to them that I, you know, darkness is, I don't know something about darkness because that's the uh, the stereotypical or otherwise like um, accepted approach, like darkness being bad and and good being 
um, delight. So, yeah. Yeah. There was a, that, that references the, the very last verse that Pastor Jim shared from Psalm 131, verse 12. For even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day. For That's darkness right. is as light to you. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, it's pretty awesome. I'm waiting for Beth to make shirts with uh, all of the different kinds of moons and for it to say, like, lunar spirituality, you know? It's going to say the moon. It's just a phase. Yeah. Do you guys know the song, I Believe in a Thing Called Love by the Darkness? Uh, I don't think so. I, I haven't heard that one. What is it? I'm going to... <laughs> Jessica's shaking her head no, but I used to sing it at karaoke. I'm gonna <laughs> sing a little bit for you. Now oh yeah. We can have singing. Um, but yeah, it goes, I believe in a thing called love. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. There's a chance we can make it now. Yeah, I used to sing that one at karaoke, and then I'd play air guitar for longer than anybody should ever be allowed to play air guitar at the end of the song because it's like (laughs) and it's like a whole minute or three or seven of guitar and the karaoke DJ that I would go to, uh, or the in South Dakota in my twenties when I was playing my air guitar, he would let me know that he could tell that I do not play real guitar because of the placement of my fingers. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, Like, obviously you don't play the air guitar, sir. Yeah. uh, The air air guitar has totally different frets and hand positions. There's more strings (laughs) too. Yeah. There's so many strings. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Anyone trying to, critique my air guitar skills you can't even see my guitar so you don't even know what kind it is Mm -hmm. exactly seriously like do they have some kind of special goggles that you know allow them to see my strings go from how do guitars work oh yeah the the high ones no that's not how i don't know how never mind uh (laughs) how do guitars work nobody knows no there's no way of knowing there is no way. There's no way. So that's that's what I think of when I think of the darkness. Believe yeah. in a thing called love. And yeah. I love what Amber shared with us because it totally ties in with Pastor Jim's sermon. And oh, yeah. I'm glad yeah. that you had that courage because it's so interesting to me because most of the things that I do, I do scared because I'm I don't know I don't like to take big risks and stuff but I think that's what everybody's doing well they're taking bigger risks than me but I think everybody's doing stuff scared because if we're not a little scared we're not probably what are we too- living for man <laughs> yeah. and I think it was a couple of sermons ago where they somebody talked about how fear and excitement are almost the same emotion like they or maybe it was the book that I was reading and it wasn't a sermon but fear and excitement 
are like pretty much almost the same emotion, except for one, you're excited and the other, you're scared. So I'm just going to trick myself into feeling like I'm excited instead of scared. Right, right. But then, yeah, in a way that kind of interestingly um, leads into that um, in my check-ins about joyful effort. It's kind of like embracing that uh, kind of having courage despite the fact that we're Mm -hmm. afraid. Um, But yeah, I think you're right, Beth. It it kind of starts with psyching ourselves into like having excitement for the things, even though we have that that fear. I think that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of awesome things, but I, you know, Amber shared just some things that she's been experiencing for a little bit. And this sermon was like made for her. And so I would love for if you feel comfortable speaking on that, because I am just so encouraged by what God is doing in your life in the darkness. Yeah. Um, so, you know, basically, I made this move with my job thinking that it would help a lot of my anxiety and depression and um, moving from Burbank to Westside so I could be closer to home, you know, and I could be home at two 15. I'm not doing the commute because the driving and that traffic is a lot of what heightened my anxiety. Um, Well, I thought it was, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. Um, And so now I'm finding myself in this place of, um, my anxiety has been overwhelming and to the point where, I mean, I would say it's almost debilitating to the point where I'm like isolating myself and not wanting to go out and be around people. Cause I don't feel like I'm fun. I feel like people are looking at me and making fun of me and just not, I'm not in a good headspace at all. And I'm working with my therapist, you know, I've been working with her for like a year and a half on this. And she's now recommended that, I get on anxiety medication, which is what I was trying to avoid. But I think at this point in my life, like it's changing who I am um, that I think I should, you know, and I'm, I've been in this really dark place of like, I don't really think that teaching is what I want to do anymore, but I don't really know what else I would do. And I can't seem to find my purpose. Like, I feel like I should be more involved in the church and in the community, but I don't know what that looks like. And I see how involved Jessica is, you know, and it is so inspiring at the same time it is that much more depressing for me because I just feel nothing against her, of course, but it just feels like I can't figure out where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I feel like I keep praying and I keep asking God, like, where am I supposed to be? Please guide me, direct me. And I'm just not, I'm not finding it. Well, I have within the last couple of weeks, I've started this new devotion. That's kind of based on, uh, people with anxiety. Um, and it has been, I mean, it has just, I feel like every page that I open just speaks directly to me. Um, it's called Grace is Enough by Courtney Fidel. Um, we just got it on Amazon. Um, but it, you know, it, it's really great because it tells her story and it has a scripture that goes with it. But then it also has a prayer and it has a um, further scripture that you can read. And then it also asks you um, questions about what you're doing in your life and how do you feel and that sort of thing. So I do a lot of journaling with it, too. 
And it has literally just been speaking to me. And every time, I mean, I open Facebook, I open Instagram, I open up my devotional, I open up my Bible and everything I see is seek God, seek God. Like everything is just right now you need to seek God. Like you need to stop trying to put so much pressure on yourself to be that person um, that's doing all the things. And right now, just sit in this moment and seek God. And so while Pastor Jim was preaching, I was like, I mean, it was just like I was getting hit one after another. (laughs) And I thought, okay, God, like, I hear you. I hear you. And it was very interesting because I was sitting there listening to the sermon and I thought, that's me right now. Like, I, I feel like I am in the darkness. I am in the dark. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm about to run into. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. But right now, I need to just trust in Him and seek Him and let Him guide me. And all of these things were just like coming to me. I mean, I felt like I could really just feel God speaking to me. And it was almost as if this like, wave of um, peace and calmness just kind of came over me. And sometimes when I feel that, I like to say it feels like God's just like wrapping his arms around me because that's what it feels like. It feels like I can feel this like warm presence just around me and within me. And I was very touched and moved by the sermon. And right now I'm trying to focus on not being a perfectionist, not looking at what's next, but looking at this moment and what, what is it that God is teaching me right now? What is he preparing me for? So it was a wonderful message. Yeah. That's, that's amazing, Amber. You know, th- yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing And it goes to that quote that he shared in church, um, the Barbara Brown Taylor learning to walk in the dark. I think this is like the quote that kind of um, made Amber fall out of her seat Uh, (laughs) was the first time you speak of these things in a full solar church, you can usually get a hearing, continue to speak of them. And you may be reminded that God will not let you be tested beyond your strength. All that is required of you is to have faith. Sooner or later, the message will be made explicit for you. The darkness is your own fault because you do not have enough faith. I'll repeat that last part because that was the crazy part that I thought. All that is required of you is to have faith. Sooner or later, the message will be made explicit for you. The darkness is your own fault because you do not have enough faith. So it was kind of like instead learn to embrace that lunar spirituality where God's divine light um, is available. Mm. Instead of me like beating myself up. Right, right. I'm in this dark place. Yeah. I didn't, that, I'm probably interpreting. Yeah, I think I was interpreting it wrong too. That quote rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because that feels like they're saying if you have depression, that's your fault. And you well, have your faith in God. And I took that as in my brain, I took that as like that's the solar spirituality of thinking that mm-hmm. if you are in this place of darkness and you feel like your faith is being tested, 
then kind of shame on you. And I, I come from those churches. So I, I get that. Like I can relate to that, but I also take it a different way as because for me, I'm in this dark place and I'm beating myself up. Like I'm a woman of God and I'm, I'm filled with anxiety and depression. Like what is wrong with me? And I remember being in a church that said, if you have anxiety, then you need to just trust God. Like it's your fault. If you're not trusting, God. Mm-hmm. If you have depression, yeah. it's because you're not seeking God. And to right. me, I absolutely am. But for some reason, I'm still here in this moment, you know, and they, the churches that I came from were very much like, you're letting the devil take over, you know, yeah. and not, wow. not looking at it as maybe this is a time that I'm supposed to be learning something. Yeah. God is, is he's teaching me, he's getting me ready for something. Like I'm preparing for something. Right. Embracing the darkness and learning to uh, kind of thrive in the darkness because, you know, he shared even, uh, there was another verse about how he talked that there are treasures in in the darkness, you know? Right. Uh, Yeah. What Amber was saying about the, uh, both of those, like, I, I think it's a little bit of both kind of like um, on on the one hand, it's like um, we I, I guess speaking from personal experience, it's like kind of like blaming myself for things or just feeling horrible or whatever. Um, and then it's like, oh, I do have faith in God. And like, what's what's going on? Like, how come I'm just spiraling into like instability? And yeah, because I, I went through a period where I was I just felt really isolated or I felt really unstable all the time. And I think it was at, at times it was a little bit of both. And, and at other times it was it was uh, one or the other. And um, I think what kind of brought me out of it was going on the other side of of. Uh, the perspective of that quote, it's like kind of looking at my faith a little bit differently, like seeking God or like, like he has a loving embrace or like feeling the Holy spirit and like actually like seeking God in those times of trouble and um, kind of recognizing that um, if, if I trust in God, then, then maybe I don't have to be um, so unstable. Like maybe if I just, kind of take steps in the right direction eventually I'll, I'll kind of figure it out and um so that that's kind of been like the path so i i think it is kind of like a little bit of both in a way like like faith is sort of like the saving thing but it, it could also be something that you um like look at it and like why why am i still having um this going on and and so forth and so yeah that yeah it's just that really um, was so nice what Pastor Jim was saying about the the lunar um, spirituality because yeah it's I, I think that really means a lot for like a um, like a growing faith that that um, helps us in times of trouble. Yeah, it's true. There's levels to everything, and <laughs> I was thinking of light. Levels. Yeah, and I like the last question he asked was, "How do we develop the courage to walk in the dark?" If we are never asked to practice, because we're always like told to, you know, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth, like, you know, all these things are just like all these positive, uplifting things. But it's like, let's be real. Life yeah. is so difficult. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so many different things that happen on a daily basis. And oh we need to continue practicing 
what it's like to live in the darkness and what it can, what God can teach us in those moments. And there's so many things that, that can help. And that's with, you know, a sense of community, you know, we're in the holiday season. So if you are experiencing a bunch of darkness in your life and you feel like you're not able to see any, any like learning moments from those, from that darkness or the, you know, how, whatever's happening, find a sense of community around you or, or come to church in person. If you've been attending virtually, you know, like do something that can challenge you and, and practice uh, just like you do when you work out, you go to the gym to go work out or you go for a walk outside, you do something to practice health within your own self. Now practice something that can, can help you in those times of darkness. So. Right. And then it's okay to be in those times of darkness too, because maybe you'll have like a better perspective on what's going on, or you might make a better decision regarding like next steps and things like that. But in the end, it's like, yeah, like you said, Jessica, we, you, you have the church community, you have opportunities for like growth and, and um, like helping yourself, like going for a walk and like doing, uh, I, I like to think this is the Christmas season, right? I like to think about that song, the, the, you know, the favorite thing song, uh, go out and do your favorite thing. Like whether it's outside or inside, like I, I just, um, yeah, sometimes you need that light and sometimes you need the darkness. Um, and uh, I, I think it's it, kind of like a blessing to have both. Sometimes it, it could be tough, though, like, you know, just waking up in the morning, like, oh, gosh, like, you know, I, I, I didn't sleep very well or something like that. But then other times we're just like ready to wake up and, and we're prepared for the day and, and so forth. But I think we have opportunities to learn and grow in, in all of those moments. See, little did you know you were embracing the darkness at night because you really looked forward to that darkness to go to bed, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who sleeps with the lights on? Come on. <laughs> Wait, I never said that I sleep with the lights no, I, on. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't know. We came to that conclusion on our own. Yes, yes. Oh. Have have any of you ever slept with the lights on on accident? Like you were so I, exhausted. I did. When I was in basic training, I slept on the dryer because it was the only warm spot. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You oh, find wow. anywhere to take a nap. Anywhere. I think that's sensible, Jessica. Yeah. And so I've gotten really good at it. Airplanes. She can sleep through anything. <laughs> I think I should go to the Olympics for this. I'm just saying. It's a talent. Uh, you so know what? I would be. Including oh. creeping deeply, waking up, and sleeping yep. anywhere. Amber can't even sleep in the bed correctly. <laughs> She's falling off all the time. And oh, Jessica. That might be because of the animals. We have oh. two dogs and two cats that like right. to live with us. That does make sense. Okay. One of them oh. likes to be the Holy Spirit in between us, you know. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have heard that saying where kids go to a dance and their parents say, leave room for the Holy Spirit. Oh, no, I haven't heard that saying. <laughs> oh, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'll be saying. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, well, this leads us into prayer requests, and I'd like to start with um, 
the most important person on today's podcast. So I'll go ahead and start. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Amber, go, go ahead. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I mean, I guess I would really appreciate some prayers. <laughs> um, just kind of what I'm going through internally, mentally. Uh, also physically exhausting. Um and that I survive the holiday season with 25, seven, and eight-year-olds. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it's six, seven, and eight-year-olds because I teach well, first and second grade. So that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when, Amber, when you said that, I was thinking like that you and Jessica were inviting 25, six, and seven-year-olds to your house. I think um, that's how we would go to prison, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's how that works. What a good idea. Wait. Uh, uh, zero stars do not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a comedian, Dimitri Martin, where he said, um, you, you can say you love kids, but you can't be specific about it. You, so you can you can say I love kids, but you can't say I love twelve year olds. Oh, oh yeah. I see. Interesting. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified that actually. Yeah. Yep. So don't go around saying I love twelve year olds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be praying for for Amber though as she's going through the holiday season. Beth, um, continued prayers for Lucy. And I had lunch with a couple of my friends today. Uh, it was one of my friends. It was her birthday today. And um, she's having a really hard time. Her first, she found a, like a local kind of boarding school to send her son to for high school. And it's in LA. And so he goes Monday through Friday and then comes home on the weekends. And she's, just having a really, really hard time with him being gone. Like, like during the week, I think it's harder for her because he gets to come home on the weekends. It's not just like he's going off to college and then, you know, he comes home at Thanksgiving and she's been feeling really anxious and stressed about it and, and is also starting to have like physical symptoms of anxiety like nausea and stuff like that so if we could pray for her her name is marlene okay yeah okay we yeah definitely beth oh you've actually met marlene she helped at um vbs yeah i think i remember marlene that that name is uh ringing a bell for me she was my friend who was running around helping me with stuff on the day that we were decorating for vbs i'm sure if i yeah. saw was she right, the one right, right. cute flower shoes? That was me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's who that was. I remember the shoes. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember the shoes, but if, <laughs> I, if I were to see her, I probably would, would know exactly who Marlene was. And I would go, you're Marlene with flower <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Beth said you had flower yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
Marlene. Beth just so- showed us an image of Marlene. We didn't just randomly say, yep, yep, yep. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we got to give you context, there, audience. Yes. <laughs> Tim, did you already say your prayer request? You mentioned. I, I didn't. Um, so uh, I'm kind of, for my prayer request, kind of switching gears just a little bit. Um, so I came to the insight today um, at some point that. I I feel kind of like I'm against like a brick wall when it comes to like improving certain things about my life. Like like I mentioned something about like sticking to routines and um, like uh, incorporating like good habits and things like that. But but it, it, it's it's just continually been a hit and a miss. So I, I I was thinking today like maybe I need to just try to become that person that I want to be. And then maybe it will kind of work itself out. Like, like if I can't motivate myself to do something, just like pretend that I am that person that can do that. That doesn't have like that, that sort of resistance um, to doing it. And it kind of reminds me of the phrase, like fake it till you make it or something like that. Like if I can't psych myself into the feeling, then maybe I have to like uh, be the person instead. And um it's kind of difficult to do that. And it kind of reminds me of the Nike phrase, just do it. Um, but I'm, I, I think that's what I'm going to try. At least, at least just foster that awareness that I can, I can make those choices as kind of viewing myself a little bit differently, like what I'm trying to accomplish or what my aspirations are or something like that. Like what is the end goal? And mm-hmm. so a, pray, a prayer for me to just kind of incorporate something along those lines. Um, yeah. Will do. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Tim. Like yeah, you thank you. Get up that rock, Tim. You just what? climbed it. Like you climbed that rock. You just do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for those that don't know, Tim climbed a rock on the young adult <gasps> oh, life yeah. group retreat. Uh, he is now recalling that moment if you haven't. <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, I thought like you were bringing that up for. An- <laughs> I didn't even oh know that gosh. happened. I didn't know that happened, but I was like, yeah, Tim, climb that rock. And <laughs> you rock, Tim. I was like, maybe, maybe he told a story about climbing a rock earlier, and I wasn't listening. <laughs> Sorry, Tim, I missed it. Nope, he climbed it, and on the way down, Pastor John gashed his thumb wide open. <gasps> That's oh, right. Oh, my That's, gosh. He's not as young as the rest of you. <laughs> I know. He's so much <laughs> older than us. It's crazy. Like, hey, years, many years, especially me. He's so much older than me. <laughs> well, I'm older than him, so I have no room to talk. Yeah, um, we're probably like the same age, Beth. You know? Are you also 29? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, for me, thanks for asking. I'll, I, uh, oh, I, uh, <laughs> I forgot to be on top of it this week. I wanted to put you in that position, but I did. We were no, too was... busy thinking of Pastor John's um, being older than Jessica. I was trying to envision Tim climbing a rock. Yeah. Please. Right. Can we pray for you? For yes. Jessica. What, what yeah. is your prayer, Jessica? 
Well, I'm part of this team that I feel like they forget about me a lot. And, you know, I'm just... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no. uh, you know, I think on a, on a serious note, though, continued prayers on like really understanding uh, me having ADHD and um, uh, finding more tools that can be helpful for me to like decipher between oh, I'm, this is like an ADHD symptom. This is a moment and, and figure out what I can do. Um, the fun thing is, is that I also uh, am a veteran. And so I have this thing called post-traumatic stress. And so I have like all of the letters in the alphabet after my name at this point, like Jessica Young, post-traumatic, post-traumatic stress, anxiety, depression, ADHD. What else am I going to add? Podcast host, wife. You know, anyways, so it's really just what'd you say? Zookeeper. I was trying to get you. Zookeeper. I mean, let's be real. (laughs) So, So I'm really just trying to navigate like, okay, this is a moment. Am I being impulsive? Am I being lazy? Is my body trying to tell me something? Or is this just ADHD, just feeling overwhelmed kind of situation, you know? And so really just trying to navigate that. And because like I said last week, I'm solution oriented. I want to know what I can do because if, I, if there's anything that I can do, I want to have control over it, right? Because I'm human and I want to control the world. So, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so that's the main, main thing is really just finding more tools uh, with all of this. And um, but other than that, you know, I'm just really excited, like I said earlier, about the holiday season, getting to, getting to connect with everybody this, this holiday season and um, uh, be part of PUMC for Christmas. So that's all. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, definitely praying for you on that, Jessica. Thanks, Tim. Much appreciated. I appreciate you asking me. So, um <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like this was a really exciting uh, podcast today, and and I'm really eager uh, this entire December uh, month to dive even further into this Advent series. So for those, we hope that you can join us as we go through this. But also, don't forget, we have our podcast email address, and Beth's going to share that right now. It is Methodists to the Madness at gmail.com. That's right. So you can contact us. Let us know if you have any questions, any feedback. Again, if you want to tell us that we're pretty, you can do that too. Um, you know, and you, you can, yeah. yeah, you can tell us that we're a great team. Um, yeah. <laughs> and nothing oh, negative. To remember Jessica more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But we're just encouraged, though, by all of the the listeners, and we appreciate everybody that has come up to us uh, and just shared their excitement for this podcast. We've had a lot of fun as well. We hope that you can can, can continue listening to us as we move in to this we're next from week. Different places, we all have different names. No matter what life brings us, Jesus is the same. We're just your Methodist <laughs> to the madness. Methodist to the madness.